This is Chris Godwin, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap and joining me today is a man that you haven't heard from here on the podcast or the radio show, but one making serious waves in the industry right now as far as it pertains to, to dynasty, as far as it pertains to young wide receivers. One of the guys behind the breakout finder, his name is Ryan Lopes. You can find him on Twitter at StillRyan5. Uh, you can find his content uh, uh, there. Also follow on Twitter uh, at Breakout underscore Finder. He also covers the Raiders over at Raiders Beat. We're going to make sure and plug those things again before <laughs> we leave. So you guys, you know, after you've heard Ryan talk a little bit, you'll, you'll understand why I wanted to have him on. And you can go follow him there. But as always, we ask Roster Watch Nation, mobilize. Unite. Go give follows to our family. We consider Ryan that way. Lopes, what the hell's going on, brother? Alex, man, it is it is a pleasure. I got stoked when you uh, reached out, man. You you slid into the DMs very very politely and said, "Let's <laughs> let's talk some ball, bro." Yeah, and man. I will never pass up an Alex Dunlap invite, man. Well, dude, I, I've just I've, I've I've heard you talking ball with 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 Nate and our um, Nate, your your co-host on the Breakout Finder podcast mm-hmm. that you can find on. Um, Apple Podcasts, or I'm, I'm guessing, I'm, 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 I'm guessing you find it wherever the fuck you find it. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Nate, Nate does a good job making sure that he's got the uh, the anchor, the Stitcher. He's got it everywhere, man. Anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find Nate and I talking ball. Okay, and then uh, also, in, uh, the, like we mentioned, at Breakout underscore Finder mm-hmm. on. Well, dude, dude, just dude, just tell them what what is Breakout Finder. <laughs> so Breakout Finder, um, I I cannot take any of the credit for it. this. Is Breakout Finder is a brainchild of uh, of, of Nate Liss um, at an Outrage Jew um, and and Russell J Clay, man, Russell Clay. Um, oh, they, no. they 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 got fr- in the lab, a fr- man. A, a, a frequent guest on the pod. A frequent, a frequent guest, guest, man. Russie yeah. Russie and I, you know. It, it's, it's funny, man. Nate, Russ, and myself uh, for for several years, man. We we always kind of found ourselves in the same circle. Um, and unbeknownst to me, they were deep deep in a lab somewhere, man. Locked away for uh, for a couple years, kind of grinding away at these these metrics. You know, breakout finders all about the teammate score, level of competition, um, and 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 the dynamic score. The, the the dynamic score for us is kind of what we're basing a lot of our a lot of our wide receiver analysis, our wide receiver rookie analysis on. You know. Di- di- dynamic score takes into account you know special teams contributions whether punt returns um kick kickoff returns and also you know plays out of the backfield we 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 want running back we want wide receivers that are dynamic man that are all over the field impacting the game and we we found a pretty pretty direct correlation between next level success and the dynamic score so uh, again cannot take credit for man nate list russell clay man they were in the lab and they and they are they're they bless you guys with these with these metrics we have the breakout finder app dropping i'm told man sometime in march um so so definitely keep an eye out for that 
Yeah, it's, it's it's funny, man, because as I'm looking at our as I'm looking at our wide receiver rookie spreadsheet right now that we have between me and me and Trashman, who do these initial mm-hmm. rankings, and Byron will come through and do running backs and kind of go over the wide receivers a little bit later. But like we we just always have this one in our spreadsheet. It's called R R plus R. Mm-hmm. And, as, and what that always is is just for the receivers. It's just total total rushing yards plus total punt plus kickoff yep. uh, re- re- return yards during their time mm-hmm. in college. And we've always like it's it's it just it started out with us thinking, and from what we'd heard from some coaches and some scouts, that it's just it's so much different than what you guys are. We we came to it from different places. Mm-hmm. And I think it shows why it's important that we came Absolutely. to it from different places. Absolutely. Because I figure where Nate came, to, uh, where Nate and where and where Russ came to it from, where where you guys at the breakout finder might have come to it from, is looking back and modeling it past, mm-hmm. uh, you know, versus past like how many past seasons? I'm sure I'm sure it's just a, I'm sure it's a ton that are being compared yeah. as far as these these rookie classes. Um, is, do you know how many seasons? Nate, so so Nate's got Nate's got the entire database, man, and I want to say it goes back at least at least ten college seasons. I, I mean, it, so it so feels this like it is, probably does, right? It does, man. And this and this captures, you know, I think I think where Russie and Nate kind of started with it is they were so infatuated, obviously, with someone like Antonio Brown, who, uh, you know, a relatively you know late round selection, all of a sudden goes on to have this ridiculous Hall of Fame career. So it's so I guess the question they asked themselves again a couple years back is is how do we make sure that as we cast this net, you know, during these rookie evaluations how do we go about capturing guys like antonio brown so that we are you know we're we're, we're drafting them we, we want these guys on our rosters as opposed to our to our to our league mates so um yeah, it certainly goes back to at least antonio brown's class for sure okay and, and so uh, it's just it's just interesting to me that the reason that we before we even knew how to make a model <laughs> when we started our company, like before we even knew that stuff, this was this was one of the things that we would do is because NFL scouts would tell us that you got to watch for these guys who are th- who th- who they want to get the ball to on on mm-hmm. on jet screens, who yep. they want to get the ball to out out of the backfield, who who the the guys who are getting the football on end arounds mm-hmm. and in the open field if they're wide receivers. We want to see that they have open field vision and the ability to operate in the open field vision, the vision to operate in the open field and the ability mm-hmm. to make players miss. And Absolutely. it was just like that. Those you put all those things together. It's what you guys have come up with in your score for, um, I guess, the dynamic score. Yes, which is just really interesting. It was it's it's one of the reasons besides how awesome he was last year at the Senior Bowl. Debo Samuel was one of the things Absolutely. that we. You know, really, really liked about him. The list goes on and on and on. Oh, I, maybe we should, since we're just starting here, this isn't what I want to. I, 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 like, I want to talk to you about free agency, and sure, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't want to keep you all night. But as long as we're starting here, what I'm, I'm looking at my sheet at a guy that I haven't done yet. Um, but it, it is. I just sorted it by R R plus R mm-hmm. here in ours, and the top guy that I have not done yet by far is Lynn Bowden from Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think? Have you done a bunch of work on him? Five, five, ten, and five eighths, two hundred and four pounds, nine and three quarter inch hand, a thirty and seven eighths inch arm. It looks like his date. It looks like he's kind of old uh, right now. He's almost actually one of the uh, pretty old, almost about to be twenty three years old right yep. now. Yep. Um, what do you think, man? What is your book on on Lynn Bowden from Kentucky so far? 
Yeah. So, so coming into the off season and, and watching, you know, I, I unfortunately don't get a, ton, a, a chance to watch a ton of like live college football, but it's hard, you know, <laughs> it, it is, man. There's, I, I get a little overwhelmed, bro. On Saturdays, there's so many games, so many players that I, that I'm interested in. So I kind of, I kind of watch whatever games I can. And then obviously circle back around as my time allows and, and, and watch players that, that I have, you know, several notes written down for whatever, but obviously Lynn Bowden jr. Is a guy that, um, literally it's, you know, it's, it's cliche. And we always hear, you know, he, he, he did it all, but, but Bowden is a guy that really did it all for Kentucky wide receiver, running back, kick return, special teams, played quarterback, obviously ended his career at quarterback for, for Kentucky. So, so as we watch the season kind of, kind of progress and we watch the highlights and the play, the level of play and the impact that, that he was having on this team, this is a player that, that Nate and I quickly dialogued with us and man, like this, this is going to be a guy that's going to absolutely shatter the model and and, and and he certainly did certainly sits at top uh, as far as the dynamic score and, and and it's a reason why you know Nate and I um, and and Kelly to to an extent I'm sure um, are, are are high on on his prospects these are the type of players you know I think people they might see him and kind of figure oh man you know we just we're coming off uh, you know not 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 too long ago we we had someone like Braxton Miller kind of in a similar type type mold and didn't really you know find much staying power didn't kind of just fizzled out in, in in the league but but our hopes remain high um, just given just given the impact. The, the the pure dynamic ability that 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 Bowden had um, on Saturdays, man. I mean, you you watch him again on multiple facets of the game, whether it's on the end of rounds, whether it's out of the backfield, whether it's on punt, kick, you know, whatever it might be. This this kid Playing was literally doing it all. Playing quarterback, man. He did it all, man. He was throwing touchdowns. He was doing it all. He was running in touchdowns. Um, so again, I think people kind of see him high level. Uh, they might draw some unfavorable comparisons, but man, I mean, the, the numbers truly do speak for themselves. Um, and I know my my whole thing with the, with the breakout finder too is obviously the numbers are so important. Um, and I'm I don't want to say I'm a film guy through and through, but I might I might tend to watch a little bit more than someone like Nate, which isn't which isn't a good or bad thing. But I, I I'm. I come at it from, from, from both sides, you know? So, so you, you watch Bowden man, and then you look at the numbers and what he did. I mean, it's really easy to quickly kind of paint a picture and tell yourself a story. It's just, and also to also to see the guys just a fucking like a football. He's a Mm -hmm. footballer. He loves it. Like he loves it. Lives in man for sure. That guy has some fun. That guy has some fun. Like, like when these guys are ballers like that, dude, like sometimes you get, sometimes you take it into consideration that, that it's sure. just sure. like, this guy's just good at the game. One of, um, I, I want to talk to you more about rookies and I was going to transition to Henry Ruggs because I'll bet you the breakout. I'm not sure. I mean, he, he has had some good return, some decent return yardage numbers uh, during yeah, his time. Yeah. 99% percent Athlete, I'm not sure how you guys feel about rugs. I'd like to talk about him, but before we do, let's just talk about some of this free agency bullshit. Because I know you, I know you love football in the NFL, and you're not just a (laughs) scout doing this stuff for for Dynasty. So let's just hit a few of these topics and see what you think. Stephon Diggs to Buffalo. Um, Josh Allen has been so much better for fantasy than we ever imagined at the Senior Mm -hmm. Bowl. Whenever we saw him there, Byron has been the original Josh Allen truther it hasn't necessarily come in, come um it hasn't necessarily come completely to fruition that josh allen has been the passer that byron would yeah. think he would turn out to be yeah. but at least for fantasy he's been he's been good for us 
Um, if you look at some of the statistics, though, that they have a Sports Info Solutions Pro Football Focus accuracy rate from 20 yards on, accuracy rate from the, the 20 to 30 yard area hasn't necessarily been as good as we thought from a guy that we thought we were going to get a bunch of productivity from on the deep ball. With that being said, we see a guy like John Brown come in there last year. Mm-hmm. And he, he looked like a guy whose game was completely changed. That he was running yeah. all kinds of routes. He was actually yeah. kind of a, kind of efficient. Can Stephon Diggs go in there and be as viable fantasy wise as he was with Minnesota? Is this a step down or is it a step up for him? And my my initial. I won't tell you my initial thoughts. I would just like to hear your initial thoughts. <laughs> yeah, so we just had the legendary Lloyd Reeves, man, Rich Rebar on the Breakout Finder pod. And obviously, we t- we, we kind of traversed the entire free agency landscape. And we spent a good amount of time on on Steph Diggs. And, and one point that, that Rich brought up that um, is kind of was kind of in the back of my head, and I'm glad that, that Rich did bring it up because I think it makes a lot of sense, is, is when these players change scenery, when these players change teams, there should be some sort of natural regression uh, that is expected. You can look back to even just last year the the Odell Beckham slide you know he goes from Giants he goes to Cleveland everyone's penciling him as as the wide receiver one as a wide receiver one um that that's not always the case you know there's just natural you know playbook whatever it might be there there should be some so so rich basically hit on the fact that there should be just some some buffer kind of built in there just for that just for that change of change of scenery now the other thing we talked about too is you know age 25 season for 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 steph Diggs in minnesota he saw 100 149 almost 150 targets um just just ridiculous volume and obviously things kind of fell off the wagon a little bit Thielen kind of kind of came on stronger you know Kirk, Kirk cousins i think is a step up certainly uh, as a passer, um, probably a player that can support. You know, we saw him support a Steph Diggs and and an Adam Thielen, and you you kind of hit on it a little bit, Alex. You know, as good as Josh Allen is for fantasy purposes, he gives you the legs, he gives you that rushing ability. Um, he just hasn't connected the dots as a passer yet. Um, you know, maybe this is the season. You know, we we saw Lamar Jackson do it last year. It just looked completely changed as a passer. I think it's a bit of a bit of a sidebar. I think he kind of got, you know, unnecessarily kind of kind of driven to the ground with that stuff. I thought he was always kind of a, a better passion to give it credit for. Certainly elevated his game last year. We might see a Josh Allen do that this this year. You know, maybe he comes out surprising people. I, I know the talk with him is is obviously his deep ball accuracy. Um, you know, Steph Diggs can certainly win deep down the field. So um, to answer your initial question, I think that there is a bit of a slight step back for Steph Diggs, probably a slight bump up for Josh Allen, just given the fact that he has a weapon like. Steph Diggs, but you know, as we were talking with 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 Reeves a couple days ago, I kind of floated out maybe the 120 target range for Steph Diggs might be that ceiling for him in Buffalo. Reeves said that his initial projection had him at around 114 or so, so kind of in that ballpark, just to kind of give people a a sort of a lay of the land, kind of. 120, 120 is high. So, so rich, rich came in at, at, at 114, which I think again is probably still high. And I think that's probably factoring in the fact that maybe Josh Allen does take a little bit of a step forward. So I think, you know, summarize it all bit of a step back for, for, for Steph Diggs, bit of a bump up for, for, for Josh Allen. Um, the, the bills, the bills could be, the bills could be pretty, pretty exciting though. All right, so th- then let's just kind of talk about this because, like, let's 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 talk. I'm going to ask you a bunch of shit from a dynasty perspective yeah, here yeah. just in one quick second, but um, like, let's let's talk about it from a best ball perspective, right? Sure, now. Sure. Just for one season for best ball. So Stephon Diggs coming into next season as a Buffalo Bill, 
we're probably talking about an ADP that's going to settle. I would uh, look. I mean, we were we were talking about Steph Diggs before as a dude that was more like, let me just see right here, kind of going around Tyler Lockett and DJ Chark. Sure, sure. So that was around 55. So that's five picks before the sixth round. So we're talking, what, 5.07. We're talking about probably somebody that's going to be hovering around the 5-6 turn. Yeah, yeah. Because even, even before that, yep. all right, maybe with this, if we consider him more around the 5-6 turn, we start seeing players cross-positionally come up like on Johnson. Mm-hmm. We start seeing players come up like Kareem Hunt in Cleveland, who mm-hmm. uh, maybe people haven't come completely around to the idea that, like, that fucking guy's back, and he's like he's 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 really good. Yeah. He, um, he's he was actually consistent, even as a number two kind of or a one B last year. Yeah. Um, we have guys like Adam, his ex teammate Adam Thielen. We have sure. Robert Woods right around here. We have Calvin Ridley and Michael Gallup right around here. Uh, I, I mean, with Stephon Diggs, considering the idea that maybe we get a step up from. Devin Singletary in the receiving game next year. Mm -hmm. The fact Mm -hmm. that we do have John Brown there, the fact that it's been a little bit low volume there for the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. uh, Where do you, I mean, where do you stack Stephon Diggs up in this sort of area? This sort of this kind of mid fifth to late fifth and best ball where we're looking at the guys like Thielen, Calvin Ridley, Gallup, Carrion Johnson, Kareem Hunt. Do you find yourself clicking on Stephon Diggs there in that spot? Yeah, you know, it, 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 it pains me to say to an extent, an extent, because I am such a Steph Diggs fan. And, and one of the things that I brought up on the, on the breakout finder pod was, you know, much like, um, maybe not to the extent of, uh, of an AJ Green, cause I don't think he's the same talent wise, but, but sort of like a, like a, like an Allen Robinson, where we might just never get to fully realize Steph Diggs, true talent and true impact, just given the way the dominoes have kind of fallen for him, you know, and he's, and he certainly has made the most out of the situation. He's, he's more than popped, uh, his fair share of times as well, but I just think there's still so much meat on the bone now saying all that. I probably find myself, Alex, man, grabbing, you know, gravitating towards even someone like Adam Thielen, uh, just given the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, Steph, Steph Diggs is, is away, you know, he, he, he's completely gone from the, from mm-hmm. the pitch. I think, I think the, the report between Thielen and cousins has always been there clearly. And now just, just vacating those Steph Diggs targets alone. Uh, you have to imagine maybe Minnesota looks to, looks to do something in the draft as far, as far as wide receiver help, or maybe it's a bit of a bump for someone like Irv Smith or something, but regardless, Regardless, you know, Thielen is, you know, he was always kind of riding out there as sort of that wide receiver one or wide receiver one A. But now, man, there's zero question about it. So I find I find a hard argument to kind of side with with Diggs when you got Thielen over there. That's about to just gobble up whatever's kind of left over and completely elevate uh, even more so than than we've seen him do, you know, in, in seasons past. I love it. I love it. I think the. I mean, I think the. I think it's a good. I, I think it's a good time, especially in redraft. We're not worried about how old he is. It's a. Good, it's a good time to get interested sure. in Adam Thielen. It's a. Absolutely, it's a great bro. time because here's the thing: we have sources close. We, we have sources we've talked to close to that organization saying they're they're excited about BC fucking Johnson. It's like, <laughs> come on! If you're excited about that guy, you gotta maybe be excited for Thielen, then, dude. Maybe there's a, maybe there's a chance if you're excited about that guy, you won't be that interested. And going out and doing something in this unbelievable draft sure, to be able to get be. it done. And even if you are, maybe you'll pick somebody shitty like Laquan Treadwell again. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll get into rookies in one second. Just uh, just a, a few more. Let's just like let's just how about a couple quick hitter? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Uh, free agency things. Uh, how 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 interested are you in? 
let's just make this for for um, for for best ball, and then we'll okay. talk dynasty with the rookies. So just for the free agency stuff, let's let's talk best ball. How interested are you in Jordan Howard uh, there in Miami for maybe about an eleven kind of eleventh roundish sort of uh, wide or running back five ish kind yeah. of take there? Yeah, I've I've always kind of been a guy that that no matter what you know whether it's the Chicago version or, or whatever whatever happened last year and, and now and now in Miami I've always kind of been a guy that that just passes on Jordan Howard he's just not my you know quote-unquote my kind of back um and, and in Miami especially right now the runway looks somewhat somewhat clear but Miami to us you know Nate Nate has talked about Miami ad nauseum about them being a perfect spot for one of these stud rookie running backs so I wouldn't be surprised even with the Howard signing man that they do add someone that's going to gobble up all the volume all the volume <laughs> it's, um, it's 100% it's, happening it's it's gotta happen yeah, Rami they, it's you, happening you know they're gonna burn one of these oh, first yeah. round picks oh, on a back for it's sure um, but you know what I mean the ADP might get to a point whether it's 11 12th round whatever it is that you know you probably can't say no but but yeah for me Howard's always kind of kind of been a fade so I, I did a podcast with with Trash, and that's why I love talking to you. I did a podcast with Trash Man yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, he, the, I said, "All right, so what free agency stuff do you do you want to talk about?" And he's like, "Well, first we got to talk about Jordan Howard." It's <laughs> like, so I, I was like, "That's why you're the fucking Trash Man." All right, I don't, um, I don't want to talk about Jordan Howard. How about uh, let's? I'll do two more of these before I just get into yeah. a couple of rookies with you. How about uh, how about Teddy Bridgewater to the Carolina Panthers? Does this? Uh, um, Look, I know that he won a bunch of games last year for the Saints. Well, while my while my high school quarterback actually Drew Brees was okay. was 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 out for them. Um, during that time, Alvin Kamara struggled yeah. uh, as far as fantasy goes. A little bit less of a target share for him. I don't. I'm not worried about Christian McCaffrey at all. I, clearly, he's going to continue getting the football. Absolutely. Do, what do you think about DJ Moore now that we're in a spot where, and this, and this kind of, this kind of blends in with some some other topics because we now have you know Tom Brady going to Tampa, and whenever we look at the current ADPs in best ball for the wide receiver position, in the top eight wide receivers, we have both Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Uh, does DJ Moore? It's like you start to wonder about Amari Cooper and DJ Moore if they're yeah. if they sort of maybe belong intermingled at least with those two guys with the way that Brady spreads the football out and and um, maybe the limitations we've seen on his arm lately. But D, it's not like DJ Moore doesn't come without question marks. Have you pondered this receiving game, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel? Uh, you yeah. know, Curtis Samuel last year the most the most. Um, the most air yards that he was not able to convert on. I'm not sure how much Teddy helps with that. Right. You're, I'm just interested in your thoughts about sort of mainly DJ Moore, how he stacks up against these other guys, like the rest of the top eight to eight to 10. And then also Curtis Samuel, do we have any hope for him after all those unrealized air yards from 2019? (laughs) Yeah. So with, 
with with DJ Moore, um, again, a player that I, I kind of found myself out out ahead on early and then, you know, meeting everyone else kind of kind of kind of caught up. And, and, and he's a player that has always kind of done well to kind of whatever expectations I kind of set for him. He's he's managed to 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 surpass those in some sort of fashion. Now, last year, um, almost twelve hundred yards, only four scores, um, one hundred thirty five targets. So so the, the dude got peppered for for majority of the season. And that was with guys like Kyle Allen or center. Um, um, I imagine Teddy Bridgewater certainly is is an upgrade from Allen. But as you're kind of alluding to, and we can talk about Curtis Samuel in a second, like, and 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 Reeves brought it up on on, on the pod, and Nate and I have kind of been texting back and forth about it. But you know, it's as much of an upgrade as it is from Allen. Obviously, that bar is set super low. But I just don't really trust. 2020 Teddy Bridgewater to be able to support, you know, again, as you said, Christian McCaffrey's still going to get his, his, he's, he's going he's to be the, the go-to option no matter what. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if I really have a ton of faith, um, in Bridgewater being able to support, you know, two studs and DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. I know last year was supposed to be the Curtis Samuel breakout year. Didn't, didn't obviously come into to, to, to full fruition, but like you said, the most unrealized air yard. So that's kind of a plus going into this season. But again, with this quarterback, I, I'm not sure that that the dots fully fully connect. Uh, the, the the breakout finder loved Curtis Samuel again. Just the just the poster boy of sorts, given his ability out of the backfield on special teams on those end arounds, as, as you alluded to. So so the breakout finder is certainly high on Samuel. We've seen his talent flash before. Just again, the stars haven't quite aligned yet. Um, and I'm not sure that I'm not sure Bridgewater's the quarterback that that can fully support two players or completely unlock someone like like Curtis Samuel. And people are talking, Alex, man, Matt Kelly especially. People are talking about this is this is this is a Greg Olson list team now this is also Ian Thomas's year so you got McCaffrey you got mm-hmm. Thomas you got no, more I was just gonna say you got, people you got are also Samuel. talking about an Ian Thomas breakout and missed absolutely all this. Yeah. There's, a, there's a there's a lot of mouths over there man and again I I, I again Bridgewater is certainly an upgrade I just don't think he has the ability to support you know, uh, that kind of, that, that plethora of, of, of weapons and making sure that everyone gets theirs. I mean, so I, Alex, maybe I'll, I'll cook it back to you, bro. 30, 135 targets for more last year. Um, you know, almost 1200 yards. I mean, where, where do you guys kind of see more, you know, uh, you know, either target wise or production wise. And how does that kind of, I, I assume that he's going to come out above someone like a Curtis Samuel too, free for you guys in, 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 oh, in your projections. No, yeah. yeah, after last year. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, I'm still, I'm still figuring it out. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> I'm having these fucking podcasts. I'm doing it. I'm just looking right now at our best ball cheat sheet and I'm trying to, and I'm trying to, trying to figure this stuff out, but it, it feels like to me, it felt to me, it felt like this. I love your point about how it's going to be hard to have this plethora because you could say that, all right, you, you, you could say it's going to be easy for Teddy to be successful because not only Rule, not only Joe, Joe Brady's sort of the, sort of the X factor here. Yes, if, for if, sure. It's a good point. Like, but so if there is a, like, if there is a Joe Brady, we could have a situation where we have a, a Jamar Chase, a Justin Jefferson, a yeah. fucking Thaddeus yeah. Moss, a, yeah. a, and, a, and a Clyde Edwards Hilaire. It's like, yeah. we, yep. can, we can have it. We can have it. We've seen it been, we've seen that hat, but this isn't college football. This is the exactly. national football league. A little bit and, different. and, and I, and I also wonder, and I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm almost like, I've seen Joe Burrow live. I've seen Teddy Bridgewater live. I've traveled to see both these guys live. I, I think Teddy, I, I think Teddy Bridgewater is not the quarterback that Joe Burrow is. Um, it's, probably, it's probably fair analysis. And, and, and so regardless, 
DJ Moore last year, like what, 15.5 fantasy points per game, probably in the top 10 to 10 to 15 on the whole season. Man, we were mm-hmm. we were at Panthers camp last year. We were sort of part of the whole um this is the Curtis Samuel breakout. Yeah. We were part of it. And, and it was when Cam was healthy and everything, like he was being used differently. And then you yeah. get Kyle Allen and everything gets, everything gets thrown out the window. And you just wonder, it's like, okay, well now with, now with Teddy, now with Matt rule, now in a Joe Brady offense, how mm-hmm. does all of this stuff get worked out? I'm not exactly sure how. And I just don't know if the stuff with Tom Brady being there in that same NFC South division with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and all these guys basically, as far as ADPs are going in early best ball drafts, being crammed up kind of right next to one another, which direction that you go. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm still not sure. And I, and I think, and I think until we see what happens with the fruit, with everything in free agency, until we see what happens with everything that happens in the draft, we see how these rosters completely shake out. It's going to be tough. And I think it's going to be tough for anybody to have a really, really solid opinion I I kind of think at this point in time, I might like Chris Godwin and or Mike Evans just a little bit more than DJ Moore. Yeah, just, in, yeah. ju- just, in, just, in, but it's just it it almost feels interchangeable, and it feels like that if it, yeah. it, it, it feels like that tier of players is their own tier um, because I don't feel like Odell Beckham, Kenny Galladay, AJ Brown, any of those guys sort of belong in that same tier. Do you feel like yeah. they do? I know, and I, th- I think I think your point kind of kind of shading towards and leading towards kind of the, the the Bruce Arians, you know, Tom Brady. That 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 kind of tips things over for me. You know, I, I have a little more faith in Bruce Arians, you know, to kind of dial things up. Um, not to say that I don't trust a Joe Brady. I'm very intrigued by the by by the Joe Brady hire, and obviously coming off what he did at. LSU. Um, there, there, there's a lot to kind of be intrigued about, but again, first year, a lot of moving parts, you know, quarterback, whatever, whatever it might be. I, I find myself leaning towards, you know, Brady's ability, certainly off of a, off of a down year to say, to say the least, um, coming off of, uh, what he was doing in, in, in new England. But again, I still think, uh, you know, given the complete change of scenery, given going from Julian Edelman to now a Godwin an Evans, an OJ Howard, maybe, maybe the bucks still add someone, um, you know, better than a Ronald Jones out of the backfield. So I think the weaponry around Tom Brady is, is light years better than what he was dealing with in new England, you know, his, his, his age aside and his play aside last season. But so, but between, between what I believe he still can do and between Bruce Arians on, on, on the headset, I don't, I don't think leaning towards whether it's Godwin or Evans over a DJ Moore. I'm not sure that's really a hot take at all. I'm, 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 I'm right there with you, bro. Oh yeah. And I, I, I think that all changes if Antonio Brown comes to Tampa. Mm. <laughs> We're going to have to rearrange the deck. Yeah. yeah, yeah fair <laughs> okay, enough. Right. Fair enough. All right. Um, so, but, all right. So, all right. Here we are. Ryan Lopes. Let's talk rookies. Um, wide receiver position, because that's where I've done most of these guys. So, let's just talk about some of these wide so, outs. That's, that's where the breakout finder – that's where the breakout finder shines. Absolutely. Henry Ruggs, I love. And I know it's going to be I, – I know Matt Kelly is going to want to – Come over here to my house and slap me across the face, <laughs> and he's going to tell me that I shouldn't. But the more and more that I watch, Henry Ruggs of Alabama, 5'11", 188 pounds, ten and one eighth inch hands, ten ten and one eighth inch hands. Uh, just let me say it again: ten and one eighth inch hands, <laughs> thirty and Baseball a half gloves. inch arm, 
he had a 4.2740. He's a 99th percentile spark athlete. But his production in college, absolutely garbage. As far as his rushing plus, as far as his total rushing plus total return yardage, actually, you guys might not have a bad, what is it, yours dynamic score? Dynamic it's, score, yes. It's, it, pro- it probably isn't horrible for him. I mean, it's, be- it's probably better than CeeDee Lamb's. Mm-hmm. Or um, it's better than Devin Duvernay's. And it's, you know, it's better. It's it's it, it's better than some of these guys as far as his total his 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 total return yardage. It, it he's basically after you get done with the Donovan Peoples Jones, the the Daryl Stewarts, the uh, Marquez Callaways, the Aaron. He's kind of kind of after those guys uh, as far as the way that we see his his rushing plus total return yards. But dude. You just you watch him on the football field, and I know we, we rely a lot more on just kind of watching these guys, going to yeah. see him live. It's going to suck not being able to go to Alabama Pro Day because I don't think Pro Days are going to happen this year. Yep, yep. But I feel like NFL teams are going to love Henry Ruggs because yep. of what he can do for their offense. And I think that's going to give him draft capital. Yep. And I think when that gives him draft capital, I, I see a – Santana Moss. I see yeah. a Tyreek Hill. I see a guy's like, once you get him on your team, you say, we just wonder yeah. what he can do, what he can do to, to, to like, he just, and plus, uh, like we talked about earlier, I love these guys that are ballers. I love these guys that mm-hmm. love to play, love to compete. I'm, it seems so stupid, but just the, the Henry Ruggs dunk competition videos. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Like, those are all things that, they get me fired up. I, I, I want to know where you guys are on Ruggs because, it is such a deep class, such an awesome yeah. class, dude. And this, dude, this is a class we're gonna be able to get. Like, we're gonna be, we're gonna be loving watching the. And I, I, I I'm gonna be. I, I think this year's gonna be the first year in a few years that I'm gonna be home for the NFL draft, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna love sitting on my couch and watching yeah. day three of the NFL draft because I think even at day three we're gonna have great wide receivers coming off the board. That's how deep Absolutely. this thing is. Absolutely, yeah, really a, a really deep class. Um, you know, kind of the the running back side of things. They were kind of, that class was kind of was kind of touted. We had a few people return, not as deep, but man, the wide receivers through and through but, but, have, but have stayed like, true. But man. just rugs like. Rugs, rugs. Yeah, yeah. With with it being so deep, and all the study that you've done, yeah. yeah. Uh, am I wrong in thinking he's going to be taken early? Um, and then my other question is, am I like, is it is it crazy to think that that draft capital will then lead to maybe more production on the NFL field than we would think based on what we saw in? college because the college production is bad and a lot of the analyst crowd are going to say that yeah. say that maybe that's a bad pick to, to to take him that early yeah so i think to as far as draft capital that's that's kind of you know i i might weigh that a little bit heavier than someone like matt kelly but i do think that the draft capital is certainly going to be there. And i wouldn't be surprised man i would not be surprised even with jerry judy on the board even with cd lamb on the board i wouldn't be surprised that the raiders look at rugs at 12 overall um and <laughs> maybe 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 that's a bit of a bit oh, of a spicy God. take but man i, I can it. totally see gruden you know gruden and and maybe mayock maybe maybe gruden 
Gruden grabs the pen and paper. I don't know, man. But I can see, you know, especially in that division when the Raiders get to see Tyreek Hill two mm-hmm. two times a season, man. And and I, I know I know the speed comparisons are certainly there. I, I wrote about Rugs back in back in December, um, and I kind of came away feeling like he was like a souped up Ty Hilton almost. Um, that 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 kind of mold, like a like a Will Fuller, um, you know. But but again, four two something speed, man, is legit game-breaking speed he just moves differently than, than even even your fastest guy rugs is moving faster than your fastest guy nfl teams will live and die by the stopwatch man and i think that 40 time alone he's he's going top top 20 i wouldn't be surprised if he goes inside the top 15 and whether it's 12 overall to the to, to, to the raiders man so i do not think that you are far off base at all with that i'm right there with you um and again i just think that's just how NFL teams go about evaluating these guys, man, especially seeing the way that Mahomes leans on someone like Hill. And it's just, you know, NFL teams are going to covet that speed and, and the ability to kind of, to kind of, you know, at, at any given moment, man, lift the lid and just completely break open the game. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's, that's at all off base. Do you think that whenever we look at it from a dynasty perspective, mm-hmm. We talked about the running backs, and I and I kind of I kind of interrupted you because I, I, no, I no, wanted to make sure I wanted to make sure that I, like my my point got across for the exact question that I wanted to ask you while we were <laughs> yeah. on here. But you were saying with the running backs, what happened was we did. I figured what you were going to say is that we did kind of lose, like we lose, we lost Chuba Hubbard. Yep, we lost Etn. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are others that we mm-hmm. there there are others that we lost. They they, they went back to school. It's a it's a great running back class, and so in our dynasty rookie drafts, mm-hmm. when we look at the guys like um, uh, sh- shit, man, I don't want to get us onto a whole running back discussion. <laughs> but when we look at the Jonathan Taylors and the J.K. Dobbins and the Cam yeah. Akers and the uh, you know the the Clyde Edwards Hilaire's and you know um, the DeAndre Swifts mm-hmm. and the A.J. Dillons and the rest of these guys is Henry Ruggs to you a player who is more sort of mid mid to late first round of dynasty or is he more completely late first round of dynasty in traditional 12 team leagues yeah I think I think it's it's I just, I just ran through a, a quick like little timeline, like, you know, two round mock with uh, guys like Curtis Patrick, Ryan McDowell and stuff like that. And, and, and rugs, I want to say without having the, the whole Twitter thread in front of me, I want to say rugs fell to like the God, man, it might've been like the two, six, two, seven, kidding? something okay. like that. I'm not. Ooh. Yeah. So I think, I think, um, okay. I, I think in, for me, in, All yeah, the I think, for me. I think in rookie drafts, man, I wouldn't be surprised if you consistently see him outside of the top 12. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, and I, I, and I will preface this by saying, you know, this was, I, I think, and you can jump in here too, bro. And let me know. I think this, this was a, this was a super flex, um, rookie draft. So I think okay. most people are leaning towards super flex nowadays. I don't play a ton of super flex myself, but the more yeah. and more I kind of see people doing these drafts and mock drafts and and different different mfls i want to say that most you know maybe that's a whole that's the whole scott fish influence or whatever but i do so i i I will preface that by saying that that rugs did go inside you know the second round because it was a super flex you had three or four quarterbacks go ahead of them um if you're not playing super flex um to go back to your initial question he's 
man, he might still be on that, you know, that, that one, two turn. Um, and I, I, I think I'm kind of with you here, Alex, where like, for me, like I'm certainly going to be higher on rugs than even where someone like Matt Kelly and player profiler might currently have them, uh, for their rookie rankings. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just think he's more of a complete receiver than, than kind of even still given credit for came in at 188 pounds, came in a bit bigger than maybe some expected still blazed, still, still, still mm-hmm. the athlete. I know people get hung up on the production, that's why we have something like the teammate score, man, which kind of contextualizes all that. He was playing. He's playing with a first round pick in Jerry Judy. He's playing with future first round picks in in, in Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddleman. There's only so much ball that can go around. I don't think it's an indictment on any of those players to have their box scores kind of shrink a little bit. You want to see a kid that looks as it looks like an unbelievable, the sickest freak you've ever seen in, the, in a like a rivals camp. You you want to see Jalen Waddle <laughs> the way that kid? Man, Alex, people people it's are just, telling me that 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 yeah. he's he's faster than Henry Ruggs. I, I I'm not sure. is he because he's not That's only what, faster but he's beast he's beastly like at yeah. least in high school man he's beastly at the catch point too love like it. he's a, love it. he's in and a very very interesting player there and so let's just so we have rugs we have judy both alabama how the fuck does saban ever do it um <laughs> got i got I, I got one more rookie question to ask you but yeah. before we do it ryan lopes tell him again where can they find you twitter uh, website breakout yeah. finder just tell them all about it yeah man so at still ryan five that's that's the timeline man you'll see me throwing thoughts about everything football related from high school recruiting to debbie to dynasty to raiders stuff i write i write raiders uh raiders related uh thoughts articles whatever you want to call it over at raiders beat uh raidersbeat.com and obviously the breakout finder project is huge that's kind of where most of my time and effort goes we got the app dropping sometime in march i'm told by the powers that be uh on twitter at breakout underscore finder breakoutfinder.com it's where you got the articles we got a little gang of, of, of writers that are super passionate about this stuff so the the website's going to be going through a whole revamp as well but uh yeah man the, the the breakout finder project is coming to your fingertips very very soon these are our bros man these are the guys like you guys heard us the senior bowl with matt kelly from player mm-hmm. profiler matt is involved with these guys it's um it's it's great stuff we ask roster watch nation mobilize unite man go support them and uh as always you know thank you guys so much for all the support you've given us and like for real man toss it to these guys they are doing fantastic work all right last question this is a big question that everybody wants answered (laughs) it's gonna be one that's gonna be super weird it's the question that i want answered it isn't the question (laughs) anybody else wants how can how can you ever how can you ever rank these two guys and who do you have first brian edwards of south carolina brandon Ayuk of arizona state how do you stack them up who's ahead of who yeah man so i think for me it's it, it's tougher now it's like are we going to factor in when i want to take a step back and say when i when i look at these players and you probably have a lot more of this kind of knowledge given given your reach alex but i mean so when i when i look at these players especially in edward's case coming off the unfortunate foot injury now you know which kind of crippled the whole combine experience so when i when i when i go to my whole evaluation process when i'm drafting these players when i'm ranking these players i tend to not really factor that in too much just because i don't know i don't feel comfortable uh you know kind of hypothesizing or you know i don't have access to medical records and stuff like that however let's say that brian 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 edwards says he's fine he says he's fine for as much as what i want for 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 as much as you can believe that from a dude that's rolling around on that matt patricia fucking uh little (laughs) foot cart thing (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> so, so for me, man, and this, this might be a bit of a hot take because I think IU kind of either stabilized some of his stock, maybe even rose for a bunch of people after the combine, but I still got Brian Edwards, you know, and I'm not even sure it's close for me personally. Um, 94th percentile college dominated rating for, 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 for Brian Edwards, 100th percentile playerprofiler.com uh i'm looking at i'm looking at brian edwards right now 100th percentile breakout age this dude broke out and not even he wasn't even 18 years old yes 17.8 years old super super young player uh you know we talk about someone like amari cooper coming out of school super super young young players i'm not i'm not saying edwards is cooper level talent but but six three two two twelves checks the breakout age box checks the dominator box um there was a little bit of buzz uh might have actually been on the player profile wrote underworld pod wrote underworld radio where edwards might have dm someone like a marcus Mosier or something like that and basically said he was gonna run like like four four something um so i i think we need to take into consideration you know kind of the athlete that we saw on tape obviously you can see it play at the at the uh, combine um and and, and on the flip on the Brandon Ayuk side, certainly a yak monster. Um, did that all day at Arizona State. Uh, had a relatively solid combine. Um, I think he had a. I think he had one of the better wingspans, if not the best wingspan in the class. Um, the the problem with with Ayuk and Nate and I talked. We've been talking about Ayuk for for a few months now, and certainly certainly post combine. But the problem with him for us was just you know we always are a bit more wary about the about the uh, JUCO profiles. Um, you know that's what you know uh, Ayuk was a what was a JUCO transfer, and as a result he was a super late breakout, um, as opposed to Brian Edwards who broke out super super early, and especially on a team that was carrying a Debo Samuel at the time. Um, so I think, you know, number wise, metric, metric wise, you know, some people kind of, kind of only factor that in, um, not so much in my, in my case, but even still, man, the, the numbers to me are, are pointing at, at Brian Edwards. And I'm going back to that, to that mock that I just participated in with, with, with McDowell and all those boys. I, I took, I took Edwards and I think it was the two ten um, myself. And, and, and again, that, that was in, in a super flex league. So all that to say, I'm still really, really high on Edwards, and I'm not sure it's even close between the, the, the two players for me personally. 